Looking for a guiding hand in your Amazon business? Wizards of Ecom Academy is here for you. Our personalized support system includes unlimited email access to myself and my entire team to help you overcome challenges and strategize effectively. Sign up for an exclusive rate at wizardsofecom.com slash academy. Your personal e-commerce coach awaits. Welcome to the Wizards of Ecom, your no-fluff playbook for online success. Each episode is fully packed with actionable tactics you can implement in your business right now. Take your life to a higher level and excel in your online success. It's time to work on you and your business. Let's do this. Hey, hey, wizard, and welcome back to the Wizards of Ecom podcast. I am your host, Naomi, and today we're going to continue our mini-series on the top three favorite books and why we play this mini-series on a quarterly basis. So if you like these episodes, make sure to check all the other episodes titled Top 3 Favorite Books and Why for more book suggestions from our amazing guests. Let the show begin. The Catcher in the Rye was the first book that I liked that I read. Um... You know, like, I think I read it when I was like 14 or 15 and, and up till then, like it was all like required reading books were all just horrible in school. And that was the first book that I read that I was like, oh, that's a big book. And I actually enjoyed it. Right. Um, I didn't start really getting back into reading until I was in my like mid twenties when I was started really into entrepreneurship, um, or early mid twenties. The Wealthy Barber, one of my favorite books around finance. Um, uh, it's an old, old book um, by David Chilton. Uh, the Untethered Souls, one of my favorite books of all time. Um, Michael Singer. I, uh, one of my favorite books is For Whom the Bell Tolls by Ernest Hemingway. I'm a big Hemingway fan. I love the way he writes. It's super simplistic um, and, and just to the point, but powerful. And I've always been a fan Midnight's Children, Salman Rushdie. I, I, I love that book. Um, the Glass Bead Game by Herman Hess. I think Herman Hess is a great author. Um, and I just read Work Quake. Now I'm going back to staffing, uh, by uh, Steve Cadigan, uh, who was LinkedIn's head of uh, chief of people, uh, when it had its major growth, uh, phase. And, uh, I really liked how he spelled out, um, you know, some of the major shifts we're seeing in, in talent and employment in the US, you know, since the pandemic and even before the pandemic. So um, I recommend that that book for getting an understanding of what of those changes. In in Tribe of Mentors, Tim Ferriss says he likes asking the question, uh, what book do you gift most often? Because if you say that, then people are more likely to give recommendations. Because if you say favorite book, they people are, like, these famous people are afraid that for the rest of time, their name is going to be linked to this book as their favorite book forever. And our books keep, favorite books keep changing. Um, right now, I'm re-listening to Think and Grow Rich because I just did a Tony Robbins event and he was saying, um, he was talking about it. So I was like, oh, I'll re-listen to it. Really good. So Think and Grow Rich. Last year, on my friend's recommendation, I listened to a book called The Surrender Experiment, which I really liked. It's by Michael Singer, the same um, what a, what the name, he wrote another really famous book and it's about um, it's his life story, the surrender experiment kind of thing and how he ended up where he is. And he's the super spiritual guy who owns like, he lives on a ranch and like a community in the, in the U S somewhere. But at the same time, he started microsystems, like a $300 million company while he's a barefoot hippie still running the company from this kind of area, which is really cool. And it's had this like spiritual journey through business. And 
Harry Potter got me into reading in the first place. I'm going to put like favorite books ever. I mean, it got me into reading. Don't know if that's still my favorite, but got me into reading. One is the one thing that it talks about how you could have different goals, but it is great to concentrate and focus at one goal at a time. Because I was the person that I was all over the place, like constantly thinking about different projects, different things. But it opened my eye that, sure, you could have different goals, but it is really important to focus at one thing at a time and move it, move forward toward that. Or as simple as if you are working on this project right now for two hours, just be 100% focused on this project. Uh, Think and Grow Rich, I guess it is a book that many people love. And I loved it because it opened my eye in terms of how to think, how to uh, kind of uh, have goal and think about achieving my goals. And finally, Shoe Dog. I, I, there are so many books that I love, but Shoe Dog was another thing that the Phil Knight, it's about Nike. It's just seeing the process of how uh, much like, difficulty he went through to build this uh, brand just reminds me that nothing is easy to achieve as long as you are like persistent and you constantly work on this you you can see the results long term you can't i think there's that quote that people overestimate what they can achieve in a year and underestimate what they can achieve in 10 years so that was also Eye-opening for me, that understanding, like even the biggest people, the like great people have gone through all these difficulties and they have been consistent to achieve what they are looking for. To stay with Maury, talk about a person, how he finished his fi- final few months of, li- uh, of his life and share with a young uh, middle t- um, midlife friend and a midlife friend, midlife friend recorded those time that he spent with this person ending his going to the uh, terminal disease. And that's really eye-opening how we look at things differently and share different perspective of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not only about business. A lot of them are about our friends, our family, and the love, and the one we love and the one love us. Power of One More by Ed Milet actually was pretty good. Um, got a lot of good like condensed lessons i think from everything he's learned so some of the stuff oh yeah the one thing definitely been reading rereading that one that one the good refocusing and then traction i've been rereading that one again i just read the ceo with thin i think it's a really tactical book uh on strategies of how to be a better ceo like he gives you the blueprint and like softwares to use and just exactly the questions he talks to his employees about during performance reviews. That was a recent book that I really liked. I recently read The Art of Gathering, Freya Parker, and her focus is around elevating people and having really active meetings that facilitate dialogue to help you activate your potential. So really cool book. Uh, and the third one, I mean, look, I really liked Shoe Dog. That's I read it a while ago, or Atomic Habits. Like those are sort of classics in my eyes. 
Atomic Habits is around setting habits, not goals, to elevate uh, where you're taking your life. And mm-hmm. then Shoe Dog is just a great book about the founder of Nike. Uh, it was just a page turner for me, a story, and was just a, a, a beautiful story. This one right here, The Effective Executive, um, it's really, really well written uh, by Peter Drucker. And it's, um, it just goes into, you know, how do you manage teams? How do you effectively run meetings? And I think that's uh, an area where I know I in meetings all day and a lot of them can go long and kind of wander all over the place. And it gives very tactical ways to how do you make meetings more concise, more efficient, and really it's not about efficiency, it's about effectiveness, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that one I love, um, Essentialism is another great one that I love to where it talks about, you know, think of everything in your day to day, whether it's personal life or work life, that isn't that you do, but it's not actually essential, right? And I know for work wise, I always relate it to work. And there's a lot of things I do in my day to day that if I didn't do, our company would still be very successful, right? So how do you really pinpoint and focus your attention on the things that are absolutely essential? and get away from the things that are not essential. Uh, one of the things it does really well is it, it teaches you to put you in the framework of saying no. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times in work, someone says, hey, do you have a minute? Oh, sure. Yeah, what's up? Like, no, you don't have a minute. Like, what is it? <laughs> like, what do you want me mm-hmm. to minute of my time for? And then, you know, no is a very empowering word because it's going to give you a lot of time back. Yeah, top three favorite books. Usually for uh, Amazon sellers, I say Working Backwards by Colin Breyer um, because <laughs> he worked at Amazon, right? He worked, I think he was one of Jeff's shadows, right? I haven't actually met him in person, but the Working Backwards book to understand the Amazon executive mindset. How does the top of the company work? Because that's what the escalation process is all about. When you escalate, you're going higher and higher within Amazon to try to get, to try to increase the odds that somebody will review your appeal take it seriously and handle it appropriately. Uh, so working backwards is one. Um, there's a novel from about a hundred years ago. I love to bring up. It's by an American author named Frank Norris. Mm-hmm. He wrote a book called the octopus. Um, and that's just kind of about, it's not about big tech of course, but it's about big business run wild, run crazy. And I think it's a good novel to understand um, how once businesses get to a certain size, they take on a life of their own, you know, um, and it's just a, an excellent way to understand um, the people at the top of a business don't necessarily know how everything's working below them all the time. Every day, there's not enough hours in the day and there's too many employees and there's too many tools and there's too many processes. Um, and also it gives you a sense of you kind of have to take care of yourself when you're dealing with a big company. You can't expect a big company to be compassionate. That's a good PR slogan. Um, but that's not necessarily the way, the way they act. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I also, I usually, um, I'm trying to remember the name of this book. Uh, it's, I think it's called lying for money okay. and it's about fraud and how the history of fraud, but also how people get away with fraud. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember the author's name because I just started it, but I really love it because it takes you through the whole history of how people have tried to lie, cheat, and steal for money over the decades or over the centuries. You know, I'm, I'm sure there's books back in like ancient Rome in terms of how people used to steal from each other. Uh, the methods have changed as technology improved and as we got into the internet and e-commerce, the themes and the concepts are the same, <laughs> which is 
you know, don't be gullible. Don't trust people. Keep an eye on everyone. When it comes to business, not everybody's your best friend, right? Um, take everything you, you hear with a grain of salt and understand that if you make yourself into a soft target, people will try to manipulate you to at least make money where you're not making money or to try to get money out of you. Um, okay. So one is never split the difference. Um, this book really transformed my mindset about business in general, especially as a service provider. Um, it talks all about the art of negotiation and how to really get what you want without feeling like you're sacrificing yourself. Um, and I think that it's, you know, it's relevant to Amazon sellers as well, because it's, it's, it's teaching you, it's, it's teaching you these valuable business skills that you'll use in any context. Um, I have a couple other favorites that are not necessarily business related. One is, um, I, I, sorry if I get the name wrong. I think it's called My Adoption Story and I was adopted. So it takes you on this journey of these sisters who were actually split up and then reconnected. So that's a favorite. And then for a third book, um, I just read uh, Rachel Pedersen's Unfiltered. And it was really good. Um, you know, it was her personal experience. I think she struggled with addiction. You know, she really had like no money at one point in her life, didn't have love in her life. And she really was able to transform her life a little bit through business and build these very successful businesses. She also teaches social media marketing. So it was a really captivating story. It was fun sharing this episode with you. If you found value in what you've heard, please show your love with a subscribe rate and a review of the show. Until next time.